Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Office Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Pastor Valerie Howard Jones. Welcome. Well, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> you are so welcome. Please introduce yourself to our listening audience. Well, um, as you said, my name is uh, Pastor Valerie Howard Jones. I am the founder of uh, Pastor Val Ministries. Um, right now, we're primarily a virtual ministry. Um, I've been um, in ministry for over 30 years, but during the pandemic, the Lord has begun to stretch me into other areas. Um, I am a, a, a mentor, a revivalist, a, facil- a conference facilitator, um, author. Um, I On Friday nights, I have a program um, every Friday night at 7.30 on Zoom meetings that we call Let's Talk Real Talk where we come together and talk about real issues in the body of Christ that real people go through every day, um, and we just kind of let people let their hair down. And then on Saturdays, um, I have a radio program that is live streamed out of Wilson, North Carolina, um, at WLLY 1350 AM radio, entitled A Drink from the Well, where the Lord allows me to um, give a word every Saturday. Um, Monday through Friday, I can be um, heard and seen on Facebook, um, where I give daily meditations as the Lord breathes to me, um, and I breathe what he gives me um, to the body of Christ. So, you know, we're still figuring out the, the, the ins and the outs, but we thank God for ministry as a whole, because that's that's just supposed to be who we are. Amen. Amen. Look, I was going to say, I'm in church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, listen, you wear a lot of hats. I thought I wore a lot of hats, but you wear a lot of hats. But we know God's been good. So what is the title of the book that you're in and um, the title of your chapter? Um, the title of the book is Empowered to Win. It's the second edition anthology um, by our visionary author, uh, Allison G. Daniels, or just Allison. <laughs> this is an anthology, um, and it's about the stories of 10 women who have used their trials and tribulations to make a difference as they examine their confidence. Amen. Um, faith and encouragement needed to win in life. Um, and the three focus points that we want others to relate to is that you will you will be empowered, transformed, and renewed by reading this book. And my chapter is entitled, You Better Ask God About You. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you another question then. What is your chapter about, without telling everything about it, because we want them to buy the book, but what is your right. chapter about? Um, you better ask God about you. It just really kind of speaks to the fact that most of us in the body of Christ go through this tunnel. You know, like with the football people, you know, you go through the tunnel, people tell you, go, come on, you can do it. But they're doing it based on their bandwidth for who you are. And so all of us need to get into a place in our walk with God where we ask him who we are. And so we don't have to go through that tunnel because that tunnel is a dangerous place. And so that, that, that's what inspired my, my chapter. Wow. So who do you think would be your target audience for your chapter? Everybody. <laughs> and I say that because um, 
you know, the, the, the thing about salvation in the modern-day church is it comes with a lot of man's accoutrements and um, thoughts and traditions and ideas, and it, it stagnates us as believers. We think that we're supposed to come to church and get saved and be perfect. And then, you know, the, the, you know, God starts dealing with us at a very young age about our gifts, calls, and anointings. But if it makes other people uncomfortable, they start putting us in boxes, and they start trying to hold us back. So it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, old, young, or, you know, aspiring or just thinking. I think that this book as a whole and my chapter you know, will help anybody that's willing or wanting to be empowered in life. Yes, yes. So how long, because I know you have another book, but how long um, did it take you to write this chapter? <laughs> Honestly, it took me a night. Um, wow. The Lord, gave me, the Lord gave me the idea um, when Allison, when you first asked or when we first talked about it, um, and then – I was waiting for guidance on when stuff was due. And the night that I got the list of due dates, I was sitting at my laptop, and the Lord started speaking, and I started writing. And then I held on to it for about a week, and I went back and reread it and added, you know, the little dots and this, that, and the third. And then I hit send before I started trying to rewrite what the Holy Ghost wrote. (laughs) That is yeah. too neat. That, you know, I wish a lot of people would do that and, and, and not really think about it. Just send it because it's yeah. what God gave you. And the more you keep trying to change it and edit and all of that, you've taken away what he actually said to you. So, wow, that is too neat. And what blessed me is when the editor sent back my chapter, I had maybe five, five edits out of a, over a thousand words. And... I just was sitting in front of my laptop looking at it with tears in my eyes telling God, thank you, because I, I, I didn't write it. God wrote it. And oh. that was a confirmation to me that it needed to be said just like that. Just like that. Mm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that is too neat. Yeah. Woo. He's amazing. Ultimately, what amazing. do you want readers to gain from reading your chapter? If you could name three Freedom. things. The first thing is freedom, freedom in God, free to be who you are, who God says you are. I want them to gain knowledge, knowledge that no man, woman, dog, or cat has the right to tell Mm. you who you're not when God tells you who you are, and power, power to stand in the confidence of who God says you are and who You're learning to become every single day. Remember, the Bible says, behold, all things become new. If I woke up this morning, I'm still becoming who God says I am. And those are the knowledge, power, and wisdom. You need to, and freedom. You need freedom, knowledge, and power. You need to get those three things if you don't get nothing else. Yes, that is too neat. I thank you for sharing those. So do you believe that it was your faith? that inspired you to write and to continue to write? Yes. Um, 
I stand on Revelation 12, 11, for they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. I believe everything I've ever experienced and gone through, I'm not in it, I'm through it. And so everything that God has brought me through in this life and everything he will ever bring me through is not unto death, but it's unto victory. Because I'm going to tell it, I'm going to share it, I'm going to help walk somebody else through it. And so since I can't get, I can't reach the ends of the earth right now, but books can, audible books can, electronic books can, a physical books, old, the old-fashioned way can. And so when God says, write, I'm writing. I'm going to write. So you have a, um, another book out. Uh, give us the name of that book and tell us a little bit about that book. Um, the other book that I, um, I was the visionary, myself and um, Elder Tracy Booker, we were the visionaries behind the book entitled, Sister, I've Been There Too, But I Came Back to Get You. Um, and the anthology is a book of testimonies. It's uh, eight women and one man who wrote their testimonies um, based on the premise of Revelations 12:11 that we've all been through something but that God brought us through all of it, and it, it was to empower us, not to imprison us. And so it's really a book of praise about who God is. Um, and, and my um, chapter um, was entitled um, Breaking Generational Curses, The Buck Stops Here, because of my life and, and, and the things that my family has uh, done generationally, you know, the dysfunction, the dysfunctional love, the addictions, and, and all those other things. But that's not my, that wasn't my portion. I went, I went through all kinds of things being different. But, you know, I have learned and am yet learning every day that I'm not better. I'm just special. <laughs> <laughs> God yeah. says we're peculiar people, so I get yeah. to be a little special. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, what is? Because I'm looking and I'm like, I, I want to ask you something else. If you could name three things, what are you most thankful for? I'm finally at 56, getting ready to be 57, able to say I'm thankful for life because I didn't always feel like that. I am thankful for my relationship with God, because I ain't always felt like that either. (laughs) And I'm thankful and honored that he chose me, and I ain't always been able to say that either. So those are the things that I'm most thankful for. To me, outside of those three things, everything else is gravy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if I don't know who I am and I don't understand who I'm supposed to be and I don't understand that I need to check with him every day to be that person and to have the courage to walk where he tells me to put my feet, nothing else is going to matter. So do you believe that the greatest relationship you could have is a relationship with Christ and why? I don't believe it. I know it because of the life that I've lived. Yeah. There's a point in in the walk of the believer where you got to stop, stop believing or convincing yourself to believe and know it. That's just like agape. It's not an emotion. It's a way of life. And until I decided to ask God to show me his way of love, nothing else made sense. You know, I was fighting people 
to accept me, fighting people to accept, to love me, fighting people and hurt and broken because they couldn't. But now when I look at it from God's perspective, you know, we hmm. quote scripture, but are we living scripture? Yes. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And the mind of Christ is agape. So when he started trying to teach me agape from where he sits, I started loving me because I didn't. And then I started learning how to love people for where they are and who they are, understanding that even though I want more from you, you can't give me what you ain't got. Hmm. It makes a difference in who you are. It makes a difference in how you serve God. It makes a difference in how you study. It makes a difference in your prayer life. It makes a difference in whether you want to, like Joshua said, to meditate in, on this book day and night. Because if you don't really love God, you don't want to meditate on his word because you don't care. You just want, you want the accoutrements of being saved. You want people to know that you're saved. You want people to know that you believe in God. You want to um, have blessings, big houses and cars and money and land and all that other stuff so you'll look like you're prosperous when, in fact, you're on that big, ride, wide road to destruction with everybody else because you have not been intentional about your relationship with God and you have not surrendered your, your heart or hearts to him so that he can change you. And those are the things that I've learned um, you know, just digging in, because at one point in my walk with God, I was tired of hitting that glass ceiling. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I think I'm doing it right. I'm trying to study the word. Something ain't right. Something ain't. It wasn't until I, I was intentional about giving Valerie over to the Lord, for real, for real, from my heart and not just my mouth, that Valerie began to change. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. So do you believe that releasing your story was also a release for you? Oh, most definitely, because the thing about it is this. We all go through some things, and we get, you know, God gives us healing, victory, and deliverance over those things. But I find for me, writing sets me free from the bondage of the memory. I'm free of what it, what it did to me then. But we tend to carry the bondage of the memory with us. That's why most people in the church are scared. You know, I've had people say, don't go to testimony service. We're scared to testify like our grandparents and great-grandparents used to mm. do because we don't want nobody to know we've been through nothing. Writing for me frees me from the bondage of the memory. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, I, I've had people tell me I wouldn't, I wouldn't have wrote that. Yeah, you wouldn't have, but I did. Ah, I know that. Because, right. see, I believe everything that it could have did to me, it's already been done. That's how you. That's how David said, "Yea, though I walk through." He, God didn't say put a tent and stay here. So I'm already through it. Everything that it could have done to me, it's already been done. But now, what God has done to those of us that He's made modern day scribes, those of us that are writing, now our responsibility is to show them not only that they can come out of it just like we did, but to show them that there's victory on the other side. Yes. You just got to trust them when you can't see it. Yes, yes. So do you have anyone in your life that was influential in you deciding to um, become an author? Um, what's interesting is I never had a relationship with my birth father, but he was a writer. Um, I got to read some of his stuff by accident one day, and I was a kid, actually. It was right after my stepfather had passed away, and I met my birth father for the first time, knowing that this was who he was. 
and I came across some writings, and I said to my brother, I was about eight or nine years old, I said, oh, we need to send these into Ebony because even though he was a thug and a drug dealer and a drug user and in and out of jail, he was a gifted writer. And I remember one day I wasn't thinking about writing. I, w- I could care less about writing. And I went to a conference, and uh, Apostle Glovenia Harris, um, one of my mentors early on in ministry, I had put the, the conference together, and she called me in the room. She said, we don't pray for everybody else. Everybody, it's your turn. And she spoke it over my life. And I looked at her like she was crazy because you're talking about somebody who could barely spell. Mm. I, 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 I could barely spell when I was growing up. And then I became a business major, learned shorthand, all that other stuff. And so I, then I started learning the shortcut way to, to you know, uh, words. So writing was the furthest thing from my mind. And then I got enrolled in a class with my father in ministry, Bishop Kevin V. Gresham Sr. And he introduced us. Funny thing, the man's name, it was his first name or last name was Howard. And I read his stuff, and I was like, this ain't nothing. I could do this. And as soon as I said that, the Holy Ghost said, I dare you. So I sat down, and I started writing. And I started writing a daily thought for the day. I was working at the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And... My, for the graduate school for College of Journalism, when I left that school and to move on to another job, my daily thought, my little, what I thought was just a nothing piece of work that I was just putting thoughts out there, people were sitting, it was reaching Jamaica, China, um, all across the United States. I mean, people were sending this stuff to their family all over the place, and I didn't know it. And so I asked a young lady, what in the, why did you say, she said, do you have any idea the power that you're writing every day? And I didn't. So it, it, it was a number of things, but the gift, I, I, I used to say, that my father never gave me anything but a nice grade of hair and the curiosity to write. And so, you know, when you talk about generational uh, things, you know, everything is not a generational curse. Some of it is a blessing wrapped up in curses. You just got to let God show you what it is. Yeah, and that, so I got that love for writing, I think, you know, generationally from my, my, my birth father. So are you in, that brings me to another question. Are you in the process of writing another book? Do you believe God I has actually have four. another book? <laughs> huh? I actually have four. I actually have four. Oh. One, of them, one of them I'm almost finished writing. Um, and God chastised me about that one this morning. Um, I don't know if you want me to tell you the titles or not, but I have one okay. that I'm almost finished. Uh-huh. It's entitled uh, God Save Me from God Save People. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we're still the only army in the, in, the, in the world, in creation, that beats up on its own soldiers. Um, then the Lord birthed another one in, in me that I need to, that I've sat down and started trying to, um, get the outline together for, and it's called Aborting the Spiritual Bondage of Abortion um, because there are a lot of women in the body of Christ who, for whatever reason, went through aborting a child, and there's some men also that it, you know, it affected them. And we talk about forgiveness in the body of Christ, but we don't know how to help people get rid of the spiritual bondage. 
So that's what that one, you know, we want to talk about some freedom, some real freedom. Um, uh, then there is um, stepping, out, stepping off the porch, the freedom to walk in the spiritual gifts of God. And then finally, um, and that's, you know, for those of us that are in the church, but we feel restrained to walk in the beauty of the gifts that God placed in us before he put us in our mother's womb. But because of other people's insecurities, now we carry their insecurities, and we are not free to be who God has called us to be. And then finally, there is um, conversations with the queen, the <laughs> stories we never paid any attention to. And that, that is going to be kind of like an anthology because I'm going to interview a lot of different people um, because those old wise tales yes. that we heard growing up that we didn't pay no attention to, now that we're older, <laughs> they make a lot of sense. <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of, that's going to be fun, but, you know, spiritual and educational as well. Yes. 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 So um, what words of encouragement or words of wisdom um, can you leave with the listening audience? Words of encouragement would be, Find out who God is to you for yourself. Everything else comes after that. If you are in the body of Christ, if you said yes, if you walked that aisle, gave the preacher your hand and said you was giving God your heart, find out who he is for you. Because everything that we've learned until we do that is somebody else's interpretation, somebody else's based on somebody else's relationship with your God. Until you decide that you want to know who he is for you, you can take their, their advice. You can, you know, study the books they tell you to, to read. You can do all of that. But until you get into a personal relationship with the Lord for yourself, you will never truly know who you are. And empowerment would just be a word in the dictionary. Wow. Wow. So – you had me, my mouth dropped. I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so where can our listening audience um, find your books? Um, Sister, I've Been There Too is on Amazon. Um, and it, you can't miss it. It's a bright <laughs> orange and yellow-like book uh, with a woman stepping out of a mirror, reaching back. Mm-hmm. Well-dressed lady stepping out of a mirror, mirror dressing back because basically when God delivers us, we need to reach back and get somebody. Yeah. So they can find that on Amazon. Um, Empower to Win will be on Amazon as well. And then each of the authors that are a part of the project, um, people can also buy them from them as well. Um, June 3rd, we're going to have a launch on Amazon, and I want everybody to log on and buy their electronic copies um, so that they can have the first cut. (laughs) Yes, Yes, most definitely. Look, we have to keep plugging it in every time we get the opportunity to plug it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, excited. I'm excited. Huh? I said, I'm excited. <laughs> I really am, too, and, and we're so close to it now. So 
um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what God is going to do as we um, move forward. Yes. Um, amen. Amen. What um, social media uh, or social uh, media accounts would you like to leave with the listening audience if they would love to get in touch with you? Um, they can get in touch with me on uh, Facebook. Just look for Valerie Howard Jones. Um, on Facebook, um, my, let me see, I do have Twitter. I think I do. Yes, wait a minute. Um, I have Twitter. I have Instagram. And um, email, they can um, email me at pastorvalministries at AOL.com. Um, for some reason, my postcard is because you would think I keep this in my head, but I don't. I'm ashamed to admit. That I, I I do not keep that in my head, um, but I think my Instagram is Queen Val seven two two, and if I'm not mistaken, my uh, Twitter account is the same. Let okay. me go in real quick and see if I can pull my postcard. Um, out of my pictures, and I'll let you know if it's different. But if I'm not mistaken, those are my um, how you can get in touch with me. I, you, you know, um, t- technology has made us all so lazy. You know, all you got to do is click a button and stuff is there. Uh, <laughs> so you don't really pay attention to looking at it anymore because you don't have to. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not letting me in for some reason. But it's oh, it's not letting you pull it up. Use, no, it's not letting me pull it up. But um, Queen Val seven twenty two um, is Instagram for me, and um, the other one, Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, is the same thing. So otherwise, if all else fails, <laughs> catch me on Facebook or send me an email and. Everything. Okay, there we go. So Twitter is QueenVHJ722. Okay, say it and again. Instagram, Queen, Queen is at QueenVHJ722. And uh, Instagram is QueenVMJ722. Okay. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, um, you have her social media account. So if you would like to um, keep in touch or you would like to share and say, um, you know, thank you for all that you shared. Um, that would be so great. Pastor Val, I thank you, thank you, thank you um, so much for coming on the show, and I definitely thank you for being a part of the anthology. Um, you and I both know that God is going to do a mighty thing, so I'm looking to see what he's going to do um, because we Amen. all were obedient <laughs> in sharing our story. Amen. So I am getting ready to close out on behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing. We here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison. Peace.